Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Are You Watering Your Plants? I'm Ari. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to be talking about sleep uh, within the realm of self-care. All right. So we start talking about um, some of the negative effects that come along with if you aren't getting the right amount of sleep or poor quality sleep. Um, some of those include just having a worsened psychological well-being overall, a worsened social well-being, um, more negative emotional reactions to, to stressors, and increased reports of primary and secondary stressor appraisals. And something that poor sleepers do is um, tend to engage in behaviors that increase their arousal levels at bedtime. So if you're lying in bed and you're on your phone scrolling on TikTok or, I don't know, just doing doing things that are keeping you up instead of helping you relax to fall asleep. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's something that, like, a lot of people tend to do. Uh, I think that this kind of, like, goes into the idea that uh, it's kind of something that's kind of a niche, I guess, kind of idea of revenge bedtime procrastination mm -hmm. of this arousal before bedtime kind of thing where people feel like they're not getting the time in the day to do what they want to do. So it seems like, you know, like, you're getting revenge right before you want to go to sleep you know you you're you didn't you didn't have time all day to do what you wanted to do for yourself so you're actually like end up staying up later than you wanted to or intended to just because you want to make time for the things that you didn't get to do throughout the day and you end up staying up until 1 a.m 2 a.m even like 11 12 uh depending on your sleep schedule but like you're ending up scrolling on tiktok instagram uh watching youtube or whatever it is that you like to do to you know relax and like hey that's what you're doing uh during this time period that's keeping you up way later than you're intending to because you didn't have the time to do it during the day because you were at work you were dealing with your ch your kids you're at school you were doing homework all day whatever it is that, like is keeping you busy all day you are staying up way later than you intend to at night because you that's that's what you actually want to do to relax uh and it's it's harming you in ways that you don't realize it is yeah, I definitely agree. And um, going off of that, I guess, I mean, I feel like a lot of people nowadays, this is happening, even if they realize it or not. Um, but sometimes people who engage in this procrastination know that they're staying up too late and they want to receive enough sleep, but they still fail to actually do it. And it might come down to like a self-control thing. Um, but that's essentially just like a intention behavior gap. So you're intending to get enough sleep, but 
the way you're behaving is preventing you from actually doing that. And yeah. this can be either like you're delaying physically getting into bed or once you're in bed, like Ari was saying, you're just on your phone scrolling and delaying falling asleep, which is definitely a problem associated with more people being on their phone in bed in general is probably just not a good thing to do. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this in class the other day, kind of how your social media is set up and wired to, to keep you engaged. Uh, anything from literally the color schemes on your phone to literally the light emission from your phone is emitting enough light that it's messing up your circadian rhythm, which is really interesting uh, and something to think about. Like, and that's why, like, you know, Apple and, you know, Apple is the only company that I can talk about uh, because that's what I have. But, um, like, they've come out with different things and systems in your phone, like timers and nighttime mode and bedtime mode and all these different modes that you can set on your phone. Uh, so, you know, you're not getting those same effects of that late night like bright light to your eyes because that actually is it's keeping you up whether or not you want to believe it is or not like because that light that it's getting into your eyes at this certain time of night is it's keeping you up it's it's activating something in your brain that is making you alert and awake whereas if you were in a darker light or you know the the lighting of the actual time of day you your circadian rhythm would be synced up with that you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. and i think there's so many different factors that can go into um this idea of revenge bedtime procrastination or just not getting enough sleep in general we highlighted a few like social media and just kind of like revenge against your busy busy schedule throughout your day and trying to find that time to relax and like um recover to to the stress you face in the day but another interesting idea too um is that some people might genuinely have like an evening chronotype and be like a night owl um and they're forced to try and adapt to a schedule that's designed for early birds or people who have a morning chronotype that's something that's still being looked into and researched um yeah i mean there's there's a lot of different things that go into potentially getting poor sleep yeah um something that i thought uh through our research because we actually had to present some sleep research and teach the class on sleep uh about like during our seminar that we're taking currently in our this semester uh something that came up during our research was uh sleep, sleep psychologist Matthew Walker uh he has this TED talk where he's talking about you know he opens up with a very like striking fact that has been found in sleep research that Men who sleep five hours a night have significantly smaller testicles 
than men who sleep seven hours or more a night, which is like such a striking and interesting fact that has come out of sleep research. This this psychologist in particular has been doing sleep like research and psychology for for so long. And this fact to open up his TED talk with that is like very striking. And I'm sure that he absolutely knew exactly what he was doing by opening up with that fact. Because, you know, to men, you know, it's very important for them to think that their testicle size matters and this and that. And it does in the sense of from a reproductive health standpoint. Um, And he actually uh, ends up pointing out that the same kind of phenomena happens within women's reproductive health that you know it also affects women's reproductive health in the sense that you know the amount of sleep that you're getting per night is actually you know it's it's affecting you on so many dimensions that you're not even aware of uh which I just think is super fascinating. And I think that, you know, sleep is something that we don't talk about enough. We don't prioritize enough, especially within, you know, our American society uh, that's driven by capitalism and work, working and working and working, you know, and that gets kind of into the idea of, you know, something that it, it, it kind of becomes a social justice issue at, Uh, a certain degree and because there's people that have to work multiple jobs uh, just to survive Um, and what do you think about that yeah I think it's definitely a real thing and um, also that a lot of people might think like oh that's not true or um, just kind of like in denial about it but when you really deep it and think about it and how much money everything costs really and what minimum wages and like people genuinely need to work two sometimes three jobs in some cases just to survive really Mm -hmm. and especially if they have a family and children it just gets more and more expensive and then that takes more and more time and if you think about some people don't have the finances to even afford their own form of transportation so they'll have to go and take public transportation but when you put that into perspective that means you have to wake up, say, maybe 30 minutes earlier just to go and catch the bus and be there. That's 30 minutes of extra time that you're losing in your sleep, mm-hmm. especially if you have to work two jobs and work two shifts in a single day. Like, it's definitely very real, and it's a lot. Yeah. Um. Actually, there was a UPenn study that revealed evidence suggesting that the main activity in which Americans sacrifice sleep is paid work, which is very striking uh, in the fact that, you know, sleep is something that is very essential to human functionality and just literally any human, not even human species, but any species essentially needs sleep to survive. And the fact that, you know, our species has these big brains uh, we have a high ability to function and think and you know I think that kind of harms us in a sense because we have the ability to do all these things with our brains and you know we can do all these high task uh, high functionality kind of tasks 
Uh, and I think that that actually ends up harming us in a sense because we gotta get away from our our primal instincts of you know all we need really to survive on this earth is food, water, shelter, and and sleep. Like that's all that we really need to survive. But because you know we're so high functionality with our our big brains that you know we we have to work and we're we're sacrificing you know some of our human basic functions uh such as sleep for paid work because of the society that we're living in you know we have we have to work to survive essentially um and it's kind of sad it truly is kind of sad yeah it definitely is sad and um yeah like you said the the amount of things that people have to do nowadays to just be a functional member of society is a lot. Whether people want to admit it or realize that or not, it truthfully is when you take a step back and look at it. And it's it gets to be so much to the point where people's um, basic needs to survive, like you mentioned, um, food, sleep, shelter and water it sometimes you can't even have that just because of everything that you have to do yeah um i mean so something that like kind of comes up like within you know the the realm of sleep is how you know it's actually a social justice issue to a certain point because Racism may be taking a toll on certain groups. Uh, discrimination based on race is associated with sleep, shorter sleep and more sleep difficulties. Uh, and it's actually been found that African-Americans were over three times as likely than whites to report very short sleep, uh, reporting less than five hours of sleep per night uh, in a certain study. And this is like very striking because you know that uh, the the ideal time for sleep per night is around eight hours. Uh, it can be depending on where you at, you where you're at in age and this and that. But ideally, eight hours is what you typically hear when you're talking about sleep. And the fact that you know in in this study in particular, they're finding that African Americans were were sleeping less than five hours a night and the ideal sleep time is eight hours that's striking and it it comes to it makes you think about how it, it truly is a social justice issue um in more ways than you can think of because you're really thinking about it you know um individuals with lower socioeconomic status um typically with less education unemployed um they're typically found to have more inappropriate sleep duration and poor sleep quality uh and there's multiple factors that are that are playing into this you know and it's we've mentioned it a couple times before that you know people with lower socioeconomic status are typically working lower wage jobs maybe they have multiple jobs that you know they have maybe they have multiple children that they're taking care of and there's all these different factors that play into the amount of sleep that people are like able to get in a night and I think that it just kind of plays into 
you know, once again, like the, the structure of our society and it's kind of, it's, it's ruining, you know, how humans are functioning within our society. Um, it's taking away from joy and human life and, and just joy and happiness uh, in general, because sleep is something so core to our functionality that we need. Yeah, I agree. And it's very essential. And like you said before, it is pretty oftenly overlooked. I mean, I know personally, like, I absolutely um, take part in revenge bedtime procrastination, even though I know like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to get eight hours. And I feel like it's the same for a lot of people. Like we know, we've heard it over and over again, you need to get good sleep, you need your eight hours to function. Sometimes it's like, yeah, whatever. But um, some empirical findings state that um, sleep deprivation over time translates into things like increased risk for heart disease, gastrointestinal problems, reproductive issues. And something that something else that's really striking is that no amount of catch-up sleep can ever reverse the effects of sleep loss on the body. Um, and there was even a study done on mice where the mice imitated the schedules of shift workers. And after just days, the rodents' brain cells began dying and the loss was permanent. It never came back, which I think is pretty, pretty striking. Yeah. I mean, kind of on the topic of that, the, the same psychologist that I was talking about earlier, Matthew Walker, uh, the sleep psychologist, he actually in that same TED talk was talking about how essentially there's this like yearly annual uh, massive uh, research study that's conducted yearly annually um, and that's daylight savings time uh, and you know that's spring forward or spring back uh, lose an hour or gain an hour uh, typically in the spring uh when you're losing an hour i think it is i don't know either way uh they find that the amount of strokes or heart attacks increases by like 20 30 40 percent the day after daylight savings which i found to be absolutely mind-blowing to the fact that like you know you're losing an hour of sleep and it's affecting the amount of strokes and heart attacks the next day by such a significant amount that it it's striking. It, it just goes to show how important sleep is to human functionality. Yeah, I definitely agree. There's so many different things, um, negative things that come out of not getting enough sleep, which if you've listened so far and still are like, well, nah, I don't need sleep. I don't really know what to tell you because it is very, very important to your functioning. Yeah. I mean, it is something that's hard to like, I guess, kind of, you know, I guess, prioritize in a way because, you know, it's one of those things where like kind of back to the idea of, revenge bedtime procrastination it's like i've seen myself 
caught up in this like more times than I can count. It's like I didn't get to do what I wanted to do today. I didn't get to relax how I wanted to do today. And then you get on social media or you are doing whatever that it is that helps you to waste time and enjoy yourself. But you know, you notice how I said waste time because that's essentially, you know, what it is. Like you're wasting time, you know, and you could just go to sleep. Go to sleep and wake up earlier and make time for that. Make time during the day uh, to do what it is that you want to do. Because there's different ways that you can incorporate the things that you want to do throughout your day uh, and getting to bed at the time that you're supposed to do and get the adequate amount of sleep that you need to function. Because ultimately, if you're not getting the amount of sleep that you need, it's going to it's gonna have detrimental effects on your life that you're not even aware of at the moment you know like you're you're just thinking like oh I'm just going to sleep late tonight I'm not gonna get my full eight hours tonight it's fine it's whatever but that's gonna have an effect on your life that you don't even realize it's going to you know like like you were saying like it has increased very increased negative effects on your life uh, and increased heart attack strokes different things like that that you know one day uh some kind of doctor is going to tell you are you getting enough sleep you know yeah absolutely um speaking of things that well detrimental effects of not getting enough sleep that we might not be aware of um in another study that was done they found that well, maybe obviously poor sleep can lead to increased feelings of fatigue and energy depletion. But because of this, mentally, we can become too tired to cope with stressors in our day effectively. So by not getting enough sleep, you in turn get maybe more stressed out than you would if you had gotten enough sleep. And that's something that, I mean, people who struggle with anxiety or depression or any any other um, mental issues or even just being like too stressed out at a given time that's something that I for sure took granted took took for granted was the amount of sleep that I was getting and as I get more sleep I do find that like stressors that come up in my day get easier to cope with or deal with Yeah, um, kind of just turning into, you know, some of the things that maybe can, you know, help improve your sleep. You know, Andrew Huberman, uh, like one of my favorite psychologists, he talks about how, you know, actually setting your circadian rhythm very early on in the morning can help you with this. And something that he talks about is the optimal morning routine. You know, you can look this up on YouTube. It's called the Optimal R- Morning Routine by Andrew Huberman on YouTube. Um, and he talks about, you know, getting sunlight in the first moments of waking up. Uh, so essentially, he talks about how 
within the first five to ten minutes of waking up, you should try your best to get outside and get into the sunlight. And, you know, contrary to probably what you've been taught your whole life or, you know, the current set of ideology that you, you currently have that you shouldn't stare directly at the sunlight. He is a profound psychologist and he says that you should look directly at the sun when you wake up in the morning. He says that, you know, as long as it's not like a beaming sunlight that you, you can physically feel is damaging your eyes, don't stare directly at the sun. He's saying like, if you can look at the sun um, in the morning, and you know it's not damaging your eyes by looking at it. Like you, you can feel if it's damaging your eyes. Is what I'm getting at. Um, look at it, and there he's been. He he explains it in a way that you have something in your brain that when you're looking at the sunlight, it's it's the sun is is activating your circadian rhythm. You know, and he can break that down. Uh, all the neurophysiology of it um but essentially by looking at the sunlight you're setting your circadian rhythm for the day um and there's different depending on the sunlight that you're exposed to if it's you know a bright clear sky in the morning you only need like five to ten minutes but if it's like more of a cloudy day um you can't really see the sun you need more so of like 20 to 30 minutes to set this you know kind of timer off in your brain that's going to set your circadian rhythm for the day and the only thing that can do that is the sunlight which is kind of you know crazy to think about because it's something that you know people aren't teaching you this you know and you know the sun is something that's so essential to our human functionality that you know a lot of people you know, he talks about this, Andrew Huberman, he talks about this in that video. He talks about how people wake up in the morning and immediately are like scrolling on their phone and looking at their phone. And maybe they're thinking, you know, I'm getting, I'm waking up from this artificial light, but it doesn't do the same thing as the, you know, the light from the, the sun. You know, the, the, the light rays that you're getting off of your phone is not the same that you're getting from the sun. Um, and I think that that's just something like very profound that I definitely took away from that video. And I think that it's, you know, really important to share that uh, with other people. So if there's anything that, you know, you take away from this, I hope that, you know, you start waking up and going to look at the sun in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel bad we took a lot of time kind of um, telling you how how horrible it is to not get enough sleep, but it definitely... Um, is good to mention some of the things that you can do to help yourself and absolutely waking up earlier and getting the sun in the morning is a huge thing. Um, and some more advice in regards to going to bed at a more reasonable time. Um, this concept of sleep hygiene, which includes um, behavioral, cognitive, environmental interferences, um, and so before you go to bed, make sure pretty decent amount of time before you do go to bed. Um, don't eat anything. Try not to too much physical activity. 
don't use any substances um, and don't do any work in bed, which is something for sure. Like even before you're going to bed, try and make it a habit if you're doing it now to not do schoolwork, regular work, whatever kind of work that you're involved in, in your bed. Like your bed should be only for sleep as much as possible. Um, I say while recording this in my bed. <laughs> um, and then cognitive interference um, is just thinking and worrying before bed, which I can't sit here and tell you, okay, don't think or worry before you go to bed because that just isn't how it works sometimes. But if you can find some sort of routine to wind yourself down before bed um, or something like meditation, maybe like a, a body scan meditation is really nice before bed. Or you can experiment with different kinds. Just find something that works for you. Something else that's important, um, as I mentioned, the environmental interference. If you have an uncomfortable room or bed or there's a lot of noise, like that's obviously not going to be ideal to get good sleep. So try and make whatever changes are necessary for you, I guess, to make it more, to make your bedroom more comfortable. And one last thing is um, inconsistent sleep patterns. So if you can try and go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, that's much better than different times every day. And even if your schedule is different every day, like it's important to kind of ritualize that, those sleep patterns. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the way that you put that is the the kind of ritualization of sleeping, you know, uh, once again, uh, talking about Matthew Walker uh, in that same TED Talk, you know, it was very rich in information about sleep. He's talking about how regularity is king to to good sleep and and optimizing your sleep. So you really need to, you know, make your sleep regular uh, Monday through like Monday through Monday, like Monday through Sunday, you know, like that seven day week. It needs to be as regular as possible. You know, I know that, you know, plans change on the weekend. Uh, you know, you, you go out and about, you do this and that. But if you truly care about your health, you truly care about, you know, becoming the best possible, healthiest version of yourself, sleep is going to affect you in so many different ways that you can't even like fully comprehend if you can you know make your sleep a ritual and, and so regular it's gonna benefit you in so many different ways and one of the ways that you can optimize your sleep is sleeping at cooler temperatures uh, this is one of the biggest factors in you know having better sleep is sleeping in a room that's at a cooler temperature because cooler temperatures have been found to just, you know, like allow you to fall asleep better uh, and sleep better. And yeah, so just make sure that you're sleeping at a cooler temperature. Yeah, I think that's definitely another great point. Um, touching back on just ritualizing sleep and we mentioned a lot about like patterns and sleep patterns by definition a pattern is just a repetitive action so like you mentioned if even if you're 
plans are different on the weekend or I don't know, just day to day you have class at a different time or if you're you have a job and your work starts at a different time, it's really important to make sure that your sleep is a repetitive action at the same time, even if it can't be like down to the exact minute, just as close as possible um, is really important. And it does take a while to create such a pattern or a ritual, but once you do, it's definitely ideal and can help prevent a lot of the negative effects that come from poor sleep. Yeah, I mean, literally after recording this podcast, like, it just hit 10 o'clock, and, like, I feel like my circadian rhythm is, like, all right, it's bedtime, because this is typically the time that I'm, like, ready to start winding down. Like, I get the notifications on my phone that my phone's going into, like, bedtime mode and this and that, and, like, I I feel like I'm at a point where, like, my circadian rhythm is really set. And I feel like I, before, you know, I started prioritizing my sleep, you know, I would be going to sleep at various different times the, every night. But I feel like actually I will say that kind of having the bedtime mode on my iPhone, it like, it'll turn on like bedtime mode and like my my phone like has this different screen on at a certain time of the night and then you know notifications are silenced and it's just like I think that it definitely like helps you to wind down and like kind of regulate your sleep so if there's anything I would recommend is definitely you know optimizing the different uh technologies that you have available on your phone um to do this um but, you know, kind of mentioning something that Matt mentioned earlier, uh, something that I think is an, kind of not necessarily easy, but for me, I found it to be something that is a very easy way to fall asleep is using a body scan meditation to fall asleep. So I would recommend, you know, you can... Google it, YouTube it, uh, just look up any body scan meditation and it'll help you fall asleep. You know, it, it just helps you go from your toes to your head uh, by body part by body part and helps you kind of the way that I like to explain is it helps you shut down each body part. And then by the time that you're at your head, you know, you're so calmed and you know, shut down that you're so easily ready to just drift away to sleep. Um, yeah. I like that, shutting down each body part. Yeah. So I think that we're going to close here. Uh, well, I hope that you have some takeaways on how you can prioritize sleep and what it, it why it's so detrimental to your health if you're not getting enough sleep and oh we hope that you just keep watering your plants yes ma'am